Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today, we're clearly bringing a bat, and we'll even tell you a story about the bat. Uh, we're bringing on Juanita Cap, and I can't wait to talk to her. She's coming all the way from South Africa, and which is somewhere I'm going to be next January, which we'll talk about that as well. I can't wait. That's totally a bucket list. Juanita, who has so much energy, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing so well. Thank you, David. I'm so blessed to be here with you. It's so lovely to be with you and to see you again. Thank you so much for asking me to join. Yeah, no, incredible. We talked about it even before we met. Uh, we actually had lots of conversations before we even met last year, uh, last month at the AMA conference. So I, I really can't wait to talk to you about it. It's, I mean, you're, there's so many things I was going to talk about. You're a martial arts expert. Uh, really, you know, she, she's a master MC. So if you need an MC anywhere in the world, she flies. She, I, I think in the next few months, she's flying back and forth from South Africa to uh, the United States probably three or four yeah. times that I know of. And I can't wait. So let's, let's, let's dive down. First, we, met, we finally met a, a month ago physically. We, we knew each other earlier. And uh, you were so yeah. excited as soon as I walk into the hotel, you're like, where's your bat? I need to see your bat. Uh, so, And you got to swing a bat. You never swung a bat in your life. It, through all your martial arts expertise, I mean, you're – and it's not just saying an expert in a, in a way. I mean, you've won awards. Let's, let's hear about who Juanita is, why we won Juanita. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Are you talking about martial arts awards? You want me to list that? Yeah, talk about your martial arts. I'd love to know all the things all about Juanita, how amazing she is. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much, David. My name is Juanita Kapp, and I am from South Africa, and I am the owner and the founder of the Meticulous Moments podcast, where I facilitate community upliftment through leadership development. I wear many hats. I'm an entrepreneur as well. I'm a business owner. I'm a mother of two children, and I've been in the martial arts space for seven years, and I just love and enjoy the martial arts because I apply martial arts principles in my business. And I've started to really give teaching on that as well. So for me in the martial arts, it's been quite the journey. I'm blessed to say that God has given me the grace to win many medals, to win many competitions, to be Komite champion of 2019, to be Kata champion of 2022. And of course, there's trophies and medals. But all of that goes back to the fact that martial arts is really a humbling experience. It's really something that makes you look inward and helps you to reassess and reevaluate your life. So I take martial arts into every area of my life. I'm a public speaker. I'm an MC. I have online conferences. And I recently started the MAM group, the uh, Meticulous Martial Arts Mastermind group. And also, um, now that I'm the founder of that, I'm actively working on that. I belong to a lot of groups, the CLA, the AMA, the BLN, and the Underdog Millionaire uh, Club as well. And I'm just loving the learning and the teaching that I'm receiving. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, I guess as a 
as a lifelong learner, right? That's really what growth means is being a lifelong learner. How'd you start the journey, uh, martial arts, as well as being your lifelong learner? Well, I grew up on a game farm, so I've always been kind of a tomboy, you know. I've always been uh, okay, out well, in hold the on. bush, in the traps. Hold on, hold, and- time out. A game farm? Okay, hold on. I didn't know that. You grew up on a game farm in South Africa. Man, you are badass. You are badass. Okay, I apologize. Go back ahead. I just want to make sure that nobody, it it didn't get lost. You know, she's just saying, yeah, I grew up on a game farm. We're going to need to talk about that, but go ahead. I'm sorry. So I grew up on a game farm in South Africa, and I, I I was actually used to seeing American hunters, you know, all the time. They used to come and shoot the game. We had a butchery on the farm. We had a little shop on the farm where we sell sold all the fruit and everything. So it was a real South African upbringing. I learned to shoot a gun very early in my life, and I was always this kind of tomboy, you know, because I had a lot of cousins and nephews. And uh, really from there on, I went to school. And I asked my mother one day, I said, I watched these uh, martial arts movies, John claude Van Damme, you know, all of these martial artists, Bruce Lee. And I said, Mom, I really want to do martial arts. And my mom looked at me and she said, Juanita, you are a tomboy already. You are not going to do martial arts. That's for boys. And I left it there. And many, many years later in my 30s, I decided, you know what? I'm a grown-up now. I'm going to do martial arts because I feel like it. I see, you know, the the effect it has in people's lives. And that's where the journey began. I loved it. I was the first adult, uh, you know, mother here in the dojo that started doing it. And I'm blessed to say that there's other moms that started joining with me. So it's just a blast. We learn uh, kata, kumite. We do boxing. We do kickboxing. We do jiu-jitsu. We do self-defense and the whole deal. So it's just amazing. It's really shaped my life. Yeah, you know, earlier this week I was talking to Mark Cox, and he said yeah, he he had wor- he had worked with you, he had worked out with you. He goes, when you talk to her, she like it, it's not that you just go to the jujitsu, you know, you go to the dojo. Like he goes, I gave her some really hard workouts, and she was just like, yeah, no problem, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so it, it, it's more than so. What about the the, the uh, I know seeing you know on TV. But it's much different than seeing Bruce Lee and and all those people on TV. What do you like about the mindset? Just repeat that. What exactly did you like about the... Yes, you know, and Mark and I had... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, Now, Mark and I had this conversation, you know, everybody has this idea on the television that martial artists want to go out there and they want to pick a fight, you know. And I've learned that as you grow in the martial arts, you walk away from the fight. I've always said to people, when uh, when we train, people don't know when we go out there that we know martial arts because, you know, we are, we're just normal people. But if someone would have to attack us, of course, they would get hurt. We're never the ones to go and pick the fight. But if someone wants to fight with us, we'll just turn away and walk away. But if it's something dangerous, of course, then, you know, if someone puts me in a corner, I'll seriously hurt them. But martial arts kind of brings that peace. It's so it's such a paradox because we're always on the go. We're training. We're going hard, you know, 
and we are just developing all these skills. I mean, I train with men. I don't train with women anymore uh, because I've gone up in the ranking. So when I fight, I fight men at the dojo, whether it's jiu-jitsu or boxing or kickboxing. I've had my fair share of black eyes. I've had bloody noses. I've, I've busted up my ankle once. It looked like I had a, a, a ball attached to the hmm. side of my ankle. There's been my, my knuckles have been broken. But when I see a fight, I walk away from that. And you know, that's taught me something in business. I don't have to fight all the battles that come on my path. Sometimes I can just say and, you know, look at, a, at something objectively and say, you know what, I'm just going to walk away. But other times, you know, if someone is, is confrontational, my belief is always to take the way of peace. And that's what martial artists do. We always choose the way of peace first. So I'm a very peaceful person. Uh, if people uh, don't know that I do martial arts, they actually sometimes get very uh, surprised because they're like, but you're so sweet and kind and friendly. We can't uh, imagine that you would beat someone up if they attacked you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a skill that we learn and that those principles go into our lives. Yeah, no, I, I and that's right. It, is most martial artists, really advanced martial artists, know uh, one, a, a good defense is a better offense, and also to always yes. look for peace, you know, within. I mean, you know, really, Bruce Lee, we talk about how, how big of a fighter he was, but the truth of the matter was he was more talking about peace and avoiding the fight, how you could fit in, how you can move yes. along your energy so much differently. So how are some ways that you love to move your yeah. energy? How do how are some ways I look to? Yep. Yes. Uh, yes, just ask that question again. Sorry, I think our connection has a little bit of a lag. How are some of the ways? Yeah, so I'd love to hear some of the ways that you bring, I guess, peace and love in your, in your life. You know, how do you find that peace from within? Yeah. Wow, David, you, uh, you, um, and I met in January and I actually didn't share this with you yet, but I have a rock that I go to. Now, on social media in the Captor Conference group, I'm called the Lioness. And this was a name they gave me because they say I'm ferocious with the martial arts and I'm blonde, you know, I look like a lioness. And this has been going on for months. And I always go to a rock that I meditate on and I do kata on and I, you know, I do my journaling and I do my manifestations on. And the one day I was hiking up to this rock because I go hiking every single weekend. That's where I find my peace and my solitude and where I spend my time with God. And as I was going up this rock, I took a break and I said, I want to take a photo of the landscape. And I thought, well, why should I just take a photo of this part of the landscape? I'm going to go, you know, and take a photo of the and a video of the rock as well. And as I went with my camera, I looked at it from the side. And I'll send you the photo. I looked from the side and that rock that I sleep on, meditate on, pray on, do my uh, journaling on, that rock is shaped in the shape of a lion. Mm. So that's my place of solitude. And I thought that was just phenomenal. I thanked the Lord then. I said, wow, what a blessing. What a one in a million a chance that something like that would happen and those two dots would connect. So that's how I find my peace and solitude. I train every single day. I can go train on two hours of sleep. I'll, I'll go there for two, three hours. We'll train. I'll be tired. I'll be sweaty. But in my mind, I'm on the go. I'm refreshed. I'm ready for the rest of my day. And then also on Saturdays is where I go and I just sit and I enjoy nature. 
and I just calibrate and I do my breathing. And that's how I find my peace. And that has really helped me in my life. When I am in stressful situations, I just close my eyes and I think of my rock and what I experienced there, just me and the wind, and then I'm good to go. I love that because that's a touchstone. And I always talk about that, that really, you know, when you have a touchstone, when you can bring yourself back to that special place, that special location, nobody can touch you. And that's really what peace is about. Peace is that inner peace that no matter what's happening outside of you, you can control what's inside of you. But that's really power. And that's, you know, so amazing. And and the fact that you you, you have a rock that now – you didn't know they they had named they had nicknamed you the lioness, and then you're now saying that this rock you just noticed recently uh, is a, looks like a lion. So it, it, not only is it the perfect place, <laughs> the perfect alignment for yourself. Yeah, I love that. I totally agree with you. You are spot on, and uh, this is just the wonderful things that the universe brings onto our path. You know, if we really look for that peace and look for that life. And just help others and uplift others, then the universe blesses us with these, uh, I wouldn't call them coincidences, I would call them miracles. Well, I, that's exactly what it is. I mean, I, you know, uh, so I want to talk about next year because that one of my bucket lists has always been to be on uh, an African safari. So I, I, I you know, one of, the, one of our first conversations, you're like, I can't tell anybody then, now we could talk about it, is that we're, there's going to be yeah. the, the, the next AMA World Conference, which is going to be crazy, yeah. is going to be in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, the conference is going to be in New Jersey, but two weeks after the conference, we're going to have AMA in conjunction with Meticulous Safaris, which is my business. And we are going to have the Armour African Safari. So that is two events that we are looking forward to having you at as well, David, because I believe, and I was there, that you were our one of our speaker competition winners in our January event this year. Congratulations on I, that. You did so, so well. I, I, I was. Uh, you know, when, when they first announced my name, I was like, what? You know, like who, who, David, uh, you know, who, who's the David? And, you know, there, there were so many high quality, you know, top notch yeah. speakers. And to be considered uh, as one of the as one of them, you know, really w- was such a, a huge help uh, for me. It, you know, didn't expect it I, I because of who was in, <coughs> excuse me, who was in the room. And by being who was in the room was like, wow, uh, you know, and I can't wait to be part of that. And then you, we were talking about uh the safari and i'm like wow that you know I, well could you tell us what is your idea i know there's it, still a lot of planning going on uh what is the plan what is yeah. the plan related to the the safari yeah so so at first you know we just started talking about it brainstorming about it because of this lioness and this rock thing and Emilio also wanted always to come to South Africa for a safari. So we sat down and I said, well, let's make it happen. And then after I realized, you know, uh, that this is going to be a real thing that we are going to be doing, I said, well, I feel led now to start with the Gila safaris because other people started reaching out to me, other groups, and they were like, whoa, we want to go. And I said, let's do this. So the Amma African Safari between Amma and Meticulous Safaris is going to be a wonderful, wonderful adventure. It's not dangerous. It's not a theme park. It's a real push. It's a real deal. 
and we are going to have it here where I live in my area. So we're not going to visit the typical safari destinations that everybody always flocks to. We are doing something unique. And we are going to go on game drives. We're going to go to the shooting range. There's going to be uh, so much education on Africa and the animals. There's a boot camp that we're going to have. There's going to be a seminar. We are going to travel and see the seaside here in South Africa. There will be traditional, you know, dancing. There's a host of activities that I've already planned. And I booked out a facility just for the Armour Group for that remainder of time. It's going to be seven days, I believe, six nights. And we are just going to have fun all the way. It's going to be mind-blowing. It's going to be a real adventure, but it's safe and secure. And, uh, of course, we have everything in place to make sure the venue is beautiful. The venue is amazing. It's it's not a tent. There's no mosquitoes. And, you know, sometimes people think, oh, Africa, you know, we're going to sleep in a tent and there's snakes. and there's Yes, there are, but not where we are staying uh, of course, when we are going to go on a game drive, we'll be in vehicles, we'll go on a hike, and we'll go see my mountain. I can't wait to take everyone there. So there's a whole list of activities, but coming up soon, and I can't wait to get started, you know, with the bookings. Yeah, I'd love to help out. Let, let me know how I could do it. I can't wait to bring my camera. I, I'm, I'm a photographer, so I, I, I love all the pieces of, of this uh, it, it, like I said, it's, it's one of my bucket lists to be on an African safari and to be with somebody who grew up on a game farm, uh, and but also who, who knows the, you know, really when you go traveling, and you've traveled a lot, when yeah. you travel, isn't it better to get to know the, the neighborhood from the locals, yes. not to yeah. go on, on a tour, you know, not to, not the tours aren't great, and but it's always yeah. better to know from a local. Yes, you you make a good point because locals are very friendly and they know you already on a personal level and locals want to show you the best places. I remember when I went to New Jersey, I had my own adventure in the USA. Here comes this girl from South Africa and she goes to the States and everybody was so polite. Everybody took me to different beautiful places around the Rocky Steps. Uh, you know, I went to Philadelphia to have a cheesesteak like Rocky Wood. <laughs> I was taken to Atlantic City to Caesar's Palace and also to see the seaside. And the list just went on. It was just so beautiful. I went to New York for the day. That was so amazing. Uh, you know, we were on the train and everything. So locals are like that. And that's better uh, because they know where to go, what time to go. Like, for instance, with the game drive, I know when we should go out in the game drive vehicle because I know when the animals will be coming out after the day, you know, to the watering hole. So it's it's like a real, um, it's an adventure, but with, with benefits because the locals normally know what to do and what not to do and where to go and where not to go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You always watch a local when there's a, when there's a problem. So, what type of animals are, are we going to see? I'm I'm just getting more excited and and more excited. I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got roebok, we've got chimpsbok, we've got eland, we've got the giraffes, the zebras, you know, uh, lions. The lions are not in the camps where we are going on the game drive, so there's no wild lions, but there are lion parks that we will visit, so that you know you can see them up close. So there is so many. Uh, animals at the Stienbocky, Flakvarke, and uh, there's, there's so many uh, that you will become acquainted with and learn how they, what they look like and what they do and what sounds they make. 
you know, some of them are the kudu, they are hunted for their horns and their meat, and then they take the skin and they make beautiful carpets. So um, there's just amazing detail that will be coming out. It's going to be an educational journey when, when everyone that comes from the States go back they're going to have a sound knowledge of South Africa and the animals that we have here in the landscapes. Wow, man. I am, I'm drooling, man. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, okay. But uh, so, so the, the, the experience is going to be huge. Uh, and, and yeah. how is AMA going to be, be coming? You're, you're also, so, and, and when we say AMA, I just want to let everybody know that's the author, author millionaire Academy. So it's run by Emilio Roman, uh, who will eventually have on the, we get the nail them down for a little bit. Um, well, you know, you know, it's a, it's a group of, of authors. He, he helps produce uh, authors and, uh, you know, people who, who are publishing books and, and compilation books. And uh, yes. so really uh, what, how'd you, how'd you and Emilio meet, I guess. Uh, uh, you're the, you're the community. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing story. Um, I was on a public speaking event, doing public speaking online. I was uh, the guest speaker. And Raul Marin was also there. He was going to read his poem from his book, Promise. Uh, from his book, uh, you know, the book that he that he launched? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Rice. Yeah, I, bought, I, I bought a copy. Right? I, I know and, Raul. Raul and I met in, in, in January, yeah. in July. And we've connected. Actually, I'm speaking, oh. I'm speaking at his event this, uh, this upcoming weekend. Yeah, so it'll be uh, it'll be, it'll be yeah. This episode will re- release after the the, the event, but uh, I'm one of the speakers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, lo- I love Raul. I'm so happy to hear that Raul is amazing. So, so there he read the poem "Promise" and we connected. And then on Saturdays we started having these virtual coffees, but we couldn't stop talking two hours at a time, you know. And we just became really, really good friends, like brother and sister. And Raul posted something on Facebook. Now, of course, we connected on LinkedIn and Facebook by then. And I commented something on Raul's post. And Emilio commented something on my comment. And then we connected and we had a virtual coffee. And the first thing that Emilio said was, I want to at my business in 2023 and the businesswoman i said i'm in let's do this and there we just connected you know and then last year in uh, october emilio and Daniela reached out to me and they they'd been watching me on social media and they'd been at uh, speaking events where i was a guest speaker and they they approached me and they asked me if i would be the communications director now we flow and we work so well together i said of course we we can do that and since then i've been the communications director Loved every minute, uh, just a, in a good friendship with them. And then, of course, I was uh, pleased to be the MC or one of the MCs at the business boot camp. So that's how I became a part of Armor. That's awesome. Yeah, I, that's what it really is, is, is you're always one degree uh, away from, I mean, last night, right? At the, I don't know if you, you weren't on the, the call last night because it's too late probably for you, uh, the, the Millie Club, right? They, they say, you know, yeah. you're one degree of Kevin Bacon to finding the right people, the, your right tribe and and that's really what, yeah. what what it comes down to is, is once you put into those situations, you start leveling up a little bit. Uh, I mean, again, you know, the, the speaking competition, it really is a level up of what you're doing. And, yeah. you know, again, I was there and I'm looking at all the other speakers and sat. Uh, you know, I, I always find it funny because 
obviously I don't watch my own performance. I'm I'm participating in it, but I'm watching everybody else, and I'm like, he's better yeah. than I am. I she's better than I am. This one was better. All right, whatever. And then when, like I said, when they mentioned my name, I was like, what? Like, how is that possible? Uh, but you know, I I, I I'm I'm a I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm there as well. And, and you know, um, I, I know how I, at, and, and you as an you MC, you, you made the flow. You and, and Angel just flowed. Well, not only did you work well together, but you were able to flow so nicely in so many different ways. You, you, you know, you rolled with the punches when, when things came up. Uh, it really, as a uh, participant, as well as somebody who's, uh, you know, w- w- was a, a member of the audience, it is so comforting when there's a connection and and do that. We'll be back in a moment. Hi there, I'm Lainey. And I'm Estella. And we're interrupting this podcast because we have a question for this audience. Do you or someone you know live with a disability or a chronic condition? If yes, you're not alone. One in five people in the U.S. do. We're the hosts of the Embrace It podcast, where we share tips, tools, and inspiration for everyday living with all types of disabilities. Our interviews with badass disability advocates will boost your confidence in all areas of life, including travel, fashion, relationships, career, and more. So walk or roll on over to your favorite podcast player and subscribe to Embrace It with Lainey and Estella. And now back to the show you were listening to, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky. How'd you do, how do you do that? You know, you've been an MC before, and, and how do you automatically connect and know what has to go on as, as things start changing? David, I have to say that's because of 15 years of full-time ministry. I was an ordained pastor for 15 years, so I've MC'd countless events. I can't even remember how many. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with uh, attendees and uh, congregations and individuals, and I've really learned how to read personalities over the course of the years. I I know how to work with different people with different personalities. I'm also a behaviorist, and I, I, I do believe that some of the mentalism that I've learned over the years is something that helps me, uh, you know, when I MC, I apply that mentalism as well because a crowd is a very diverse body of individuals. There's many personalities. There's many um, activities that have to run in flow. So really just applying those principles that I've learned, uh, you know, applying those skills and loving every minute of it. Every single person is so precious and valuable to me. I love people. I'll always love people. And I I automatically feel comfortable with people. So for me, it was a treat to be the MC because I just enjoyed seeing everybody just being themselves and blossoming and enjoying their time and giving their best. Yeah, no, it it, it was. And when you're with the right set of people, it really just flows. They all knew each other. It was yeah. nice to see each other, especially we're, we're still at this unique stage in life where we have not always seen each other live because of the circumstances. And now that we're getting together yeah. again, it just strengthens so much. I mean, we were out there, you all were smoking your cigars at night and uh, we were hanging <laughs> out. <laughs> um, 
But I also smoked a cigar. <laughs> um, so, you know, so it, it really is that, that that friendship that we build, and and, and you continue. And it sounds like you know, the mindset. Yeah. So you've you know you've overcome. So I guess coming from the background that you do, how do how do you feel that you blend in so well with with us you know, us uh, people from the United States? So all all, all those uh, rough and tough Americans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess because I might be a little bit rough and tough, you know. For <laughs> you. Family, I have to say this, David, since the online, because I don't have family. My mom passed away in 2020 from stage four brain cancer. There's only me and the children. And uh, I've, I've made so many phenomenal friends online across all of the United States. And I have to say American uh, friends, my friends, your friends, they are loving they are accepting, they are kind. That really struck a chord with me and it wanted me to learn more about people. So I'm, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the space of always building relationship. For me, networking cannot just stay networking. It has to become collaboration. And for me, I go extra step. That collaboration leads to lifelong friendship. So I've interviewed a hundred people since June last year and December last year. And all of them, all hundred of them, they are my friends. They have become a part of my Meticulous Moments family. So I, I contact them regularly and I'm just someone that builds relationship. And I love it when people do that with me as well because, you know, we are there to impart into each other's lives. You know that uh, saying that iron sh- sharpens iron? Yep. I apply that in my life. I let people sharpen me as I sharpen them. And it's really a two-way thing. So my mindset is always on diversity. I'm actually going to be a speaker at the BLN live event in March in St. Louis. And I'm going to be speaking about leadership diversity in the organization because I recognize that the, the power and the magic, when that passion and that purpose meets, that's where the magic happens. And that's because of our diversity. We come together and we all bring something phenomenal to the table. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be able to make it to the, the BLN in, in March, which I'm just really upset about. I'm, you know, the, talk about fear of missing out. I, I'm really feeling, but I already have uh, an engagement, a huge engagement at the beginning of the month yeah. and then also at the end of the month. Uh, but I'd love to hear yeah. more about your podcast because, I mean, not only are you a martial artist, your mindset, your you're, you're a leader in so many different ways, but you have a, a, a podcast, and I know I've been on your podcast. Yeah, you were a phenomenal guest. I cannot, uh, you know, express enough what value and edification you brought to the Meticulous Moment podcast. Thank you so much. You were just an amazing guest. So my podcast is Community Work. Uh, it's Community Upliftment through Leadership Development. And the reason I have that, is because, and I host it, is because I really work in the leadership space. And I've always noticed, you know, since the years, I wasn't just in the full-time ministry. I also worked in the corporate uh, world. I was in corporate uh, for all the years that I was in ministry. I've always done multiple uh, things with my life. And I noticed that there was this gap between the leaders of, of old and the leaders, the young and up-and-coming leaders. And 
COVID made that gap bigger because all of a sudden we couldn't have those team building sessions. We couldn't have the conferences live that we had. This was before everything jumped online because it took people a few months. So there was this chasm and it became bigger. And I decided, you know what, I want to do something about this. So I started my podcast and I interview leaders on all planes across all study fields. I make that content with the wonderful guest. And we, we really uplift the guest. We, we send their information wherever we can. We, we give them that exposure. I've since gone on to Traverse TV with my podcast. And I just want to bring that good message and make the world a better place. So Meticulous Moments is a community upliftment project. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and, you know, I, I see all the guests that you've had. And, and each one is a leader in their own way. And how, how bringing that that to, to the forefront because that's that's what we will all do is we're all leaders in different ways and when we're able to lead in a proper way it, it just goes so much further. Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. Absolutely. So what? What? So obviously you're working on a lot of projects. How do you find the the, the proper way to balance? Because when we talk about, it, if you remember, I showed you how to swing a baseball bat. And it's all about the balance, moving that balance. How how do you balance yeah. life for yourself? Obviously, you said children and stuff. Yeah, I have to say to the audience before I answer your question, David is an excellent coach. I think it took him like five minutes and I had the right swing because he knew exactly how to teach me, knew exactly how to show me. So thank you. That was an amazing experience for me. I loved it. Balance is very important. And I, and I have to say, during the first few months of really just going online and starting my business in 2020 and just being very active, I did have a few weeks where I felt, you know, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? And then I really had to sit down with my children. Uh, my daughter is 20 and my son is 11. And we, we decided a couple of things. We decided that we are going to keep on doing martial arts together because we go to two, three hours a day at the dojo, but we all go together. So that's our family time. And then we decided what we are going to do in our household. We decided that we all need enough sleep. We all need to make sure that we, uh, you know, cook and that all the cleaning and everything's done. So we really divided those tasks amongst each other because we know that we have to be um, responsible. We have to be adaptable. We have to take ownership of our lives. We have a lot of animals, David. I don't know if I told you, but I rescue animals. I nurture them back to health. I always say I'm going to get them new houses. People are going to adopt them, but they <laughs> always end up staying. So I have a huge, uh, a huge yard with beautiful animals that are taken care of by staff. So we, we really just decided to, to look at our lives and do some introspection. So what we do is I don't sleep normal hours in South Africa. I work in the afternoons, then I go to the dojo for two, three hours, then I come back and I work right through the night till about 4 a.m. Central African time. And of course, my children go to sleep early. So six o'clock when they get up, mom is still sleeping, but they're big now and they have help in the home to help them with breakfast and cooking. So at 10 a.m., they come and wake me up. That way, I've got six hours of solid sleep. We can still have the morning together and we can still have activities together. So we had to adapt our lives like that to make sure I get enough sleep, they get enough sleep and everybody's needs are being met. And it really works well. Uh, they go on with their day, and we make time to be together. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of the challenge, right, is always to figure out 
how to have that balance that you're able to they're 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 and especially they're old enough which help, which helps uh you know that they're able yeah. to understand you know like this is mom's boundaries and that's one of the things we talk about with the bat is, is you knowing your boundaries knowing what your sweet spot is what what each person needs and not each person's needs aren't the same yes that's very very true every person is an individual and i always treat my children with dignity and I teach them to treat everybody that they meet with dignity. It doesn't matter what walk of life they are in. We always look at the individual and we love and we accept. And, of course, we have to be good to each other. Yeah, and set those boundaries. That's very important. Setting boundaries is very important. No, that's the most important. Uh, you know, among the things that we do is that really is one of the most important, setting those boundaries, and ex- but explaining and communicating. Yeah. So I'm sure that that was a... A, a piece that you needed to do is not only set the boundaries, uh, but explain to them and show the show the kids and everybody else in your life. So the dojos and and, and you know, as yeah. you start expanding everything else. Absolutely, absolutely. We had that talk, and of course, they understood about the sleeping part because I would normally have gone to bed at four, and they would wake me up at six, and I mean two hours. Really, that's not enough. So we just decided they can come and jump on me at 10 a.m. in the morning or come and say hi to me at 10. And it worked well for them. They've got their own little morning routine. They do breakfast together. They go out and play with the animals before they start with their day. So everybody's happy and balanced and healthy. And that makes my heart as a mother very, very happy. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. That's that's incredible. Great. Um, so what's uh, what's going Thank on you. for Juanita this year? So you, you built. So not only are you planning the, this amazing trip, which I'm just going to keep talking about anytime I mention it. Uh, just thinking of the, the the sunsets, I hear <laughs> the Lion King in the background. Uh, I, I I can't wait. Um, besides, ha- you know, coordinating it. So what other trips do you have? So let's. You know, because yeah. I heard you say you have meticulous uh, safaris. So this is one specific trip. Do you have other trips as well that you coordinate? Yes. yes, yes, I've been invited to quite a few. Uh, in March, there is the St. Louis event for BL in Life, where I'll be a speaker. Uh, it's a business uh, leaders network, so we are going to be going to St. Louis for those few days. I might fly out to Arizona. I haven't uh, confirmed that yet during that time before I come back. Then in May, there is a women's retreat that I really want to go to. And I know in May, there's also a Canada Canada conference with uh, Gordon D. Melville. He's invited me to go. So I'm going to try and see if I can work that out so I can fly to the States, from the States to Canada, and maybe back that way. Then there's a trip from Spencer Jones to Romania in August that I really want to go to. I can't wait. I can't wait. And just before that, Sifu Rafael has invited me to the Heroes Rising event. That's a martial arts event in New York. And in October, uh, Jose Escobar, of course, he is having the CLA Global Summit. And I've already purchased my ticket, my platinum ticket for that. So I'll probably be in October. I'll probably be in Maryland, I believe. I think it's close to Maryland that we're yep. going to be. Yeah, Baltimore. So yep. with, with uh, God's grace, yeah, with yep. God's grace. And then, of course, January is the boot camp and the safari. So I'll first go to the States, do the boot camp, and then we'll all come back and do the safari. And you'll be coming with us. Yeah, we did, you got to get me the dates and, and let's go figure, let's go make this happen. I, I, I'm excited to yeah. hear about it. 
to hear the date. Yeah. And, and then I guess we'll start figuring out uh, costs and, and, and stuff like that if you haven't already. And uh, excited. Yeah. Yeah, the dates for the safari, the dates for the boot camp is 5 and 6 January 2024. And the dates for the safari here in South Africa is 24 January to 31st January 2024. So keep those dates open. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them in my calendar. <laughs> Uh, and then what we'll do is also you'll, you'll, get, you'll give us the dates again. And so we'll put them in the notes. And, and if anybody wants to join, uh, obviously, AMA or any of the other amazing communities that you're part of, we'll, we'll put all the links in, in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll send the description so you can post it with your with your recording. Yes. Okay. Right. I know we've taken a bunch of your time. So, you know, you definitely talked about mindset. We talked about it. Uh, you're amazing, you know, what you do to make sure the, you know, martial arts, what do you, I guess really, what do you do to always set yourself uh, in the right mindset to make sure that you keep that peace within yourself? I have to say I had the most wonderful mother. I was raised by a phenomenal woman. She was a single mom. I never had a father. I never knew my dad and my mom sat me down one day and she said this to me. She said, nothing is too difficult for you. And she explained it to me in broad general terms. And that stuck with me for life. Then I went to school and I was busy with everything. I was in athletics. I was doing academics. I was doing all the sports that there were. I was in the, you know, the, the plays, everything I was busy with. And my one teacher came to me. He was my hockey coach and uh, Mr. Eon Lowe. And he's still a friend on Facebook with me today. And he came to me and I thought he was going to tell me, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none, because he stopped me in the hallway in school and he, he looked at me and I thought, oh, because he said, you know, I see you here and here and here and here. I said, yes, sir. And I thought he was going to say, slow down, make it smaller, do only a few things. That's what I was waiting for. And he looked at me and he said, well, neither I want to say something. I said, yes, sir. He said, the more you do, the more you can do. Mm. And I, 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 I was like, what? He said, the more you do, the more you can do. He said, never, ever lose that essence of you. Never lose that essence about you. He said, do the things that you want to do and go full throttle. I'm proud of you. And not having a father, that meant the world to me. My mom told me, you know, nothing is too difficult for me. And he's saying, have free reigns. Just go and do your thing. And you know what? That really means so much to me. And I applied those principles since I think I was 15 years old. I just went on. And my mom spoke to me when I was young. And he spoke to me when I was 15. And I, I just applied it. So you'll see me all over the place, David. I'm doing meticulous moments. I'm doing meticulous safaris. I'm doing uh, meticulous martial arts mastermind. I have the Captor Connection. And that's really, that makes me happy. And what keeps me level-headed and what keeps me calm and peaceful is knowing that there's people that believe in my mission and my vision. There's people that will lock hands with me and make the world a better place because that's why I'm here. I'm here to spread love and joy and together with a host of wonderful leaders, make the world a better place. And uh, so I know we, we haven't really spoken much, but I'd love to you know, share us a little bit about the, the Captor uh, connection, because I know you have your own event in uh, uh, April. 
Yes, that, that, and that, of course, I have invited you to yep. be a speaker. I, I, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it, uh, uh, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. So the Captor Connection started. I, I'm a part of the CLA, and I went into one of the Zooms, and we went into breakout rooms, and I met a lot of people there, wonderful leaders with Jose Escobar's group. And then uh, I got this message request from Alejandro J. Tornato, and he's in Georgia. And we had the virtual coffee, and during the virtual coffee, Alejandro stopped and he said, you know, uh, Jay, uh, Janita, he says, uh, he said to me, we have to start something together. And I said, well, that's a wonderful idea because I love collaborating with people. And he, you know, he said, let's think about it. And I went uh, on with my day, and that weekend I sat and I was thinking of what we should do together, and I, I came up with this uh this uh, whole framework, I did a whole plan, a business plan for us. And when we met again, we said, well, this is a connection, right? It's a connection between Georgia and South Africa. And I'm Cup and he's Tor. And I said, listen, he's Tornado. I said, listen, let's say the Captor connection. Let's name it the Captor connection. Let's, let's create digital content. Let's bring leadership courses. You know, let's, let's bring that and professional development. And he loved the idea and he stopped. And then he burst out laughing. And I said, what are you laughing about? Kaptor doesn't sound so weird. And he said, Juanita, Kaptor reminds me because I said capturing your heart. That was our slogan. Uh -oh. I said my, in my business plan, Kaptor connection, capturing your heart, you know. And he looked at me and he started laughing. I said, what are you laughing about? He said, Juanita, Kaptor sounds like a raptor. And even your slogan says, capturing your heart. He says, and what do raptors do? They capture people, you know, in the Jurassic Park movies. Sure. And we burst out laughing. We couldn't stop. And we decided, that's so unique. Let's start it. So now we're doing online conferences. I had the privilege of meeting him along with you there at the Armour yeah. Business Book Yeah, Camp no, in New that was Jersey. the first time I met him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going strong. And you're going to be a speaker in our second I can't wait. I can't wait either. I, I and you know, like all this stuff, I, I'm lining up my my year, and I'm like, wow. I, you know, uh, I I knew that I, I just needed to have the opportunities, and I can't wait to see what other opportunities are, are yet in that have not yet fully unfurled. Um, so amazing. So we we've spoken so much about everything that you do, the all the amazing work you do, the the coaching and the martial arts. So everybody should contact. Juanita, and we'll in, in the notes we'll make sure we have you know, you'll send me all of your uh, links and things like that so we can make sure that that's all there. Are there any final messages or as I always say seeds that you want to plant in our magic garden that could maybe grow either now or in the future for our audience? Well, the, the two wisest people in my life told me the two wisest things, and I'm going to reiterate that. I want to say to the audience, you know, the more you do, the more you can do. Don't let anything limit you. Don't let people tell you, oh, you're too busy with this or you all over. Do what your heart wants to do. Be true to yourself. And also, as we've spoken with David, make sure you have that time to rest, but give your best. Give it a go. Give it a try because if you don't know, you if you don't try, you'll never know. Nothing is impossible for you. And as my mom always told me, nothing is too difficult for you. You can figure it out. The biggest lie out there is that there's only one solution to every problem. That's nonsense. There are multiple solutions to one problem and you've got that answer inside of you. So I just want to say thank you, David. 
for having me on your wonderful platform. I love uh, bring peace, love, and, uh, peace, love, and bring a bet. I'm, I'm really uh, the title and what you bring. It just inspires me. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you, and I love that final ending. Uh, really, it is. Yeah, we do all. You miss the shots that you don't take. I mean, that's really. It's a great quote Wayne from Gretzky. a bunch of people. Yep, right, right. Wayne Gretzky. You know, it really is so true. And obviously, you've been told uh, and taught your whole life to take the shots, and you've made the most out of the shots that you have. So, thank, thank you so you. much. I appreciate. For- Thank you so much. And for everybody else, as always, find that peace within yourself. We talked about peace earlier. We talked about love and there's a little heart. And really, just make sure that when you swing a bat, really knock it out of the park, hit your sweet spot, and just have a great day. God bless everybody. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.